Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Tonight, we call tonight a worship night because I'm telling you, I know there's so much going on or, or maybe you're just so disconnected. You decided to do the most wisest thing, which is turn off the TV and turn on church. How many glad you came to the house of God tonight? Come on, somebody. So good. Can you turn this up in the, in the monitors can, can as well in here? That'd be so great. Thank you so much. But listen, as we're worshiping, this, this isn't just some, some formality, okay? When we begin to lift our hands, we begin to sing, we begin to do these type of things. This isn't us just going through calis, Christian calisthenics because there are two things you can do in a moment like this. You can either spectate or you can participate. And, and, and watch this, because the Bible makes it very clear. You're watching online, you're at home, or wherever it is you're watching this, or you're here at our Fullerton campus. The Bible makes it very clear that worship is your weapon. I said again, I said worship is your weapon. And I've said this often, there's a lot of things that we can do for you. I can pray for you. I, I, can, I can help you pick the right basketball team. I, I, can, I can be there for you. I can counsel you. But there's one thing I can't do for you. I cannot worship for you. I can't do that for you. You gotta do that for yourself. You gotta lift your voice. You gotta lift your praise. And you gotta lift your worship unto God. In fact, there's this time in the Bible in First Chronicles chapter number 20. And I just wanna read this real quick. We're gonna sing this song a little bit more than we got all kinds of things we wanna do tonight. But there's a time when, when the Bible says King Jehoshaphat was actually surrounded by an army. He was surrounded by the enemy. And he didn't know what to do. He was lost. And he's like, I don't know what to do. But the Bible says that he begins to seek God. How many know that the best thing you can do when you're going through a lot is to seek God? Come on, somebody, right? Make sure you seek God. Don't seek a boyfriend. Don't seek a man. Don't seek a girl. Don't Come on, don't seek anything. Seek God. Say amen. He sought God. Then the prophet said this to him, and I want you to put this up there for me if you can, team. Verse number 14, 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, verse 14. Here's what the prophet said to him. Can you put that up there for me, team? I would love you forever and a day. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse number 14. I don't have my Bible on me. There it is. It says, and God says, God, we not judge them. That's verse 12. For we have no power against this army. Go to the next verse. And he says, he says, all the men of Judah and their wives and children stood there before the Lord. Next verse, 14. And he says, then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, the son of, uh, uh, of that guy, and Levi, the son of Asaph, and stood in the assembly. Next verse, he says here, he says, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Orange County, California, Los Angeles County, all those who live in California and Jerusalem, he says, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to God. I said the battle belongs to God. Come on, somebody. Now, you can go read the whole chapter, but in essence, this is what he tells him. He says, what I want you to do is when you go face the enemy, he says, I want you to put the worshipers in front. Here's the point. Your worship goes ahead of you. I said, your worship goes ahead of you. You got to learn to put your worship uh, before the battle, before the victory. And so watch this. Instead of the, the, the swords, the physical swords being up front, they sent the tabarines up front. Y'all don't know that about the tabarine. Come on. 
on, come on. Instead of the, the arrows being up front, he says, I want the trumpets being up front. I want the people with a voice being up front. And what I'm telling you is in this season, it's no time for quiet, you know, nice, proper behave worship. This is time that we've got to send our worship into our atmosphere, into our homes, into our nation, and into this place right now. Because I believe God wants to break the enemy's power over somebody's heart, mind, and soul of depression, of anxiety, of hopelessness, uh, of just apathy, of not caring. We need to lift our hands and say, God, my worship is my weapon. My worship is how I do warfare. And it goes before me because this is how. This is how. Honey, would you sing it? This is how. Come on, sing it. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I. Come on, sing it. This is how I fight. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how we do it right here, right now. Come on, you gotta fight through, fight through, fight through. This is how I fight my battles. I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like something different, what you see with your eyes, but can you open your spiritual eyes tonight? Oh, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it seems like. You're on the winning side. You're on the winning side. The victory is yours. You're more than a conqueror. You're more. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I... Oh, it may look, it may look. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on, will you sing that for yourself tonight? Sing that to yourself. Sing it to yourself right now. Sing it over your daughter. Sing it over your son. Sing it over your spouse. Come on, say it again. Oh, it may look like I'm, it may look like Oh, it may look like, it may look like I'm surrounded It may look like I'm surrounded It may look like it I'm surrounded Come on, say it again, it may look It may look like I'm It may seem impossible It may see an ending you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, but I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by you. 
Him. Cause here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together. You're all together lovely. All together worthy. All together. Oh, come on. I don't know what you came with tonight. But one thing I've learned in worship, one thing I've learned in worship leading is first leading myself. And another thing I learned is that sometimes the best moments in worship is when your flesh doesn't want to do it. It's when you have to fight through your flesh. It's when your soul and your spirit are so dragged and thirsty. Oh, they want a touch of Jesus. Your body is tired. Your mind is tired. Oh, but your spirit is crying out as deep cries out to deep. Oh, you're saying, I have nothing left. I have nothing to give. But here I am. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. And I'm saying right now, this is a time. This is a time to take off your priestly clothes, your royal clothes, whatever it is that you're wearing as David, King David, let go of all those things and all that outer appearance. And he came and he bowed before the Lord. He danced before the Lord, undignified. And he said, God, God, I just need you. You're everything I need. Everything I want is in you. Everything I desire is in everything I need is in you. Well, here I am, here I am. Come on, will you lift your hands with me tonight and say, here I am to worship, because that's what we're here. Oh, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Come on, bring it up. Say, here I am. Here I am to worship. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Come on, this is what it's all about tonight. You're my God. message we want to share and all that but I just I want to leave some space for God to move in people's hearts real quick and I just as I was praying we're singing the song I thought about well let me make this point then I'll give you the verse but the devil hates worship okay he hates worship he absolutely hates worship for multiple reasons but the number one reason he hates worship is because it reminds him what he can never do ever again He's a fallen angel. He was, he was no, he can no longer be in that place. And so 
whenever there's worship, he flees. The Bible says that, you know, when, when you praise him, that God inhabits the praise of his people. Now, here's the verse. There's a scripture where the Bible says that Saul was being tormented by a demon. And every time David would play music or worship, that devil could not be in that atmosphere. Let me tell some of you what you got to do, because I feel there's some people right now that are saying, how do I get this tormenting away from me? You got to get in the atmosphere of worship. You got to get yourself in the atmosphere of where God is magnified. Now, tonight we're helping you create this atmosphere, but when we, if we, you know, as you leave Freedom House Church or as you tune off, you got to learn how to create that own atmosphere in your car, that own atmosphere in your house, in your room. You got to learn how, how to develop that. Let me use your microphone if I can. Yeah, thank you so much. Check one, two, here. There I go. Awesome. Just turn this one off. Double microphone, double portion. Come on, somebody. Amen. Is, is you have to learn how to get in that atmosphere. So tonight I feel like some of you feel like Saul. You don't know how to get that tormenting off of yourself. We're going to do it for you right now. And so if that's you, I want you to come up to this altar right now. I'm not going to embarrass you. You're not going to do anything weird. Don't worry. We'll do the whole physical distancing, all that stuff. We're good. But if you just feel like I got to get this, just maybe you're, you're going through like a bugging spirit. So something's just, it's just you feel like the enemy is like, you feel like, man, he's just been sent to my house. And tonight you need prayer. Tonight you want God to lift that thing. When I count to three, I want you to come up to this altar. I'm going to pray for you. Don't worry. All that stuff. I, I, I put sanitation. We're good. Come on, somebody. On the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Just come, come, come quickly, quickly. Come on, team. Come on, team. Come on, come on. Lift up the music. Come on. Come, 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 come. Just come. Spread out. Spread out. Okay? So don't be all, all up on each other. Just spread out. Six feet apart. Okay? Be wise. You know what I mean? If you're wearing your mask, cool. Just spread out. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. See, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. You're online. If you're, if that's you, say, that's me. Look at, see, look what's happening right now. People are coming. I told you, I told you. That's what I felt. Here we go, here we go. Just all over this altar, bow your heads. You're online. Put your hands out. Thank you, Father, because it's an atmosphere of worship that lifts, that removes. God, you are the bondage breaker. You are the one that removes every heavy burden bam there it is right there just close your eyes close your eyes watch watch how God does it because he, he takes it from you he takes just just open your hands and, and release it to God right now thank you father <laughs> yeah it's, it happens in these atmospheres like this okay, here it is just close your eyes watch how God's gonna visit you right there bam see yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. There it is. Yeah, because something's changing in the spirit. Something's changing in the spirit. Shaking, I can feel it. There it is right there. Just a few more minutes, a few more minutes. Heaven. There it is. Something. Something's changing in the spirit. There, yeah, thank you, Father. Something's breaking, I can feel it. Ask heaven to come. Ask heaven to come down. Heaven, come down. In fact, put your hand over your head if you got to. Say right here, thank you, Father. Break these chains, Lord. Break these chains, God. Hallelujah. You're watching online. Come on, participate right now. Don't spectate. Come on, if you know somebody in your home right Something's now, put them near this TV, the put them near this laptop right Something's now. Thank you, God, that you're breaking it. 
the demonic power of fear, anxiety, confusion. We bind every devil right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority. Hey, thank you, Lord. doesn't make you more holy but just close your eyes it just focuses you more because the enemy to your faith is your sight the bible says we walk by faith and not by sight and a lot of times what we see plays with messes with what we need to believe so just close your eyes real quick and i want you to say this say father in heaven say you're here right now say take this burden from me this heaviness Say, I cast all my cares to you because you care for me. And in this atmosphere of exaltation, may you be exalted and every devil be defeated. I humble myself under the mighty hand of God and I give it to you say this freedom in my mind freedom in my heart and in my soul for where the spirit of the Lord is there is commanded freedom that's right there just stay right there here it comes thank you Lord it's already here thank you Holy Spirit yeah 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 some of you I know this sounds but you just need to cry let it out bam just let it out just right there I know it sounds crazy you just need a boom you need this right now I know you need this some of you watching at home you need to create the atmosphere of worship turn off everything else just focus on God some of you you came to the church building because you know you you can't create this at home maybe you're like I just I can't because I live with certain people and I just it's hard for me to create this atmosphere in other places so we've created this atmosphere for you that's why the church must be open this is your atmosphere right now Thank you, Father. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord. Though you sow in tears, the Bible says you shall reap in joy. Your tears is what you're sowing. That's what the scripture says. So, Father, we thank you. We submit it to you. We worship you. We love you. 
we adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give God a clap. Come on, somebody. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody. Clap like you're free. Come on, somebody. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go. We're here to worship. Listen, we got a few things we want to do tonight. We want to share. My wife and I are going to share about how to worship through some of the most difficult moments. And then we're going to pray for some people. Don't worry, we're not going to keep you too long, but it's going to be strong. And I know it's going to be powerful. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to safely go back to your seat, pick a chair, sit somewhere. I want you to catch these videos about how to stay connected at Freedom House. Then my wife, we're going to come back up and then we'll, we'll, we'll continue the service. Check this out. It's Christmas time at Freedom House. What's up, everybody? We're so happy to be worshiping with you guys today. My name's Anthony. I'm your experience director. And I'm Elizabeth, your digital media director. We have some amazing things planned over this Christmas experience. Why don't you take a look at what's happening this week on FHTV? Are you new to Freedom House and would like to learn more about us and where we're heading? Be sure to sign up for our starting point. Our starting point is a great Zoom where you get to meet our lead pastors and hear more about Freedom House. Do you want to grow in your walk with God? Then jump into our Grow Track. Grow Track is a three-step process where you get to learn more about the things of God, more about yourself, and more of how God wants to grow within you. If you would like to sign up today, go to freedomhouseoc.org. Life is better with friends. Our connect groups have kicked off. Be sure to head to our website where you can find one near you and join, whether it's in person or via Zoom. You don't want to do life alone. Alive Junior High, High School, and Young Adults, we have some exciting things coming up. Be sure to grab the ugliest Christmas sweater you can find. On December 4th at 7 p.m., we have our Alive Christmas Bash. It's going to be a fun time. We have some great games planned. It's going to be fun. Invite your friends. Can't wait to see you guys there. Christmas is quickly approaching, and we have an amazing opportunity to help the community this Christmas season. Our Adopt-A-Home initiative is coming up. Liz, why don't you tell them a few ways how they can stay involved? Our Adopt-A-Home initiative is a great way that we get to bless and provide for our community. One of the ways that you can help is by giving. Your generosity will allow us to provide gifts and Christmas trees and ornaments that we give to our family. Another one is by signing up to volunteer. On December 12th, we'll be having our Adopt-A-Home initiative here where families can come and gather. And the third way you can be part of this is if you or a family is in need this holiday season, be sure to head to our website where you can apply and Freedom House can adopt a family. So that's it for our FHTV. To find out more about Freedom House OC, you can visit us on our social media platforms or subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch a live broadcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook as well as follow our lead pastors, Josiah and Marie Silva, on their social media platforms. From us to you. God bless. And Merry Christmas. Hey, Freedom House family, as we enter the greatest time of the year, what a moment that we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the greatest gift given to humanity that didn't come under a Christmas tree, but it was given to us on a tree called Calvary, salvation. And as we enter the Christmas season, as many of you know, it gives the church the opportunity to be the light of the world. And our opportunity is to be a gift to so many people in need. You know, this year, 2020, with the pandemic, it has put so many people at a dis at just at a need to be able to provide for their families. And that's why I love during this season that we do our Adopt-A-Home project. And there are three things we're looking to do this Christmas season to be able to bless families. The first is we're looking to support over 500 families with Christmas gifts, trees, groceries, and be able to bless them this Christmas season uh, for all those that are in need. The second thing is, as many of you know, we support the Dream Center to help end human trafficking, also to help support all the rehab centers and the homelessness that has happened in our own backyard, as well as the Orange County Rescue Missions, Recovery 
delivering homes, we're gonna give towards that. And as well as the last thing is some things, upgrades that we have to do here also to our Fullerton campus just to uh, get it ready for the new year. Um, some new ramping and things that we had to put a lift in on the stage and things. But your giving is gonna help make a difference both at our church level, uh, locally, outreach, and even globally. And that happens through our Christmas offering. So on Sunday, December 13th, we'll bring our best gift offering to Jesus. And I want you to prepare your heart to give that we can give through the Push Pay app and also in person. Your giving is gonna make an absolute difference. What do you think? We love you and this is such an exciting time of the year. I know 2020 has had a lot of twists and turns to it, but listen, we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus and thank God he was born. Thank God he came. We have something to celebrate, something to be joyful about and what a blessing that we get to do it together as a church. Generosity changes the world. Partner with us. Let's be the light of the world this Christmas. God bless. I found life and I found laughter In forgiveness I found rest On the shoulders of redemption I found hope when hope was dead I could lose it in a moment So I dare not close my eyes Or watch fear fall with the sunset And see hope rise with the tide And when the pain is true Sometimes these troubles prove that I'm alive My eyes are open, my heart is beating My lungs are full and my body's breathing I'm moving forward, I found my freedom I found the life that gave me reason to live Help me celebrate all that God is doing. Come on, clap a little better than that. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. The church being the church. Hey, listen, I, we, we're showing that video because now more than ever is an opportunity for us to be the church. Ain't that right, honey? And I think during this time, during Thanksgiving, some of y'all skipped Thanksgiving, we're praying for you. But um, during Thanksgiving, you know, it's an opportunity for us to give thanks for all that God has done for us by blessing other people. And uh, come on, how many, some of you, are, you're in overflow. You're blessed and God wants you to make a difference. Then Christmas, we're also gonna be a blessing. But before I talk about what we're doing for Christmas, help me celebrate that we gave out over 500 meals, socks, groceries, oh, yeah. 100 turkey dinners to 100 families with dinner rolls and martinellis, you know how we do it, you know what I mean? And so it was, it was a blessing. So many families, we've got to pray for them and that happens because of your generosity and, and, um, and people just, they come out and then now as we go into Christmas, as many of you received the, our Christmas offering, special offering we're gonna be taking up here or receiving here in December. And I just wanna remind you that during this season, how many know that Christmas isn't about presents, okay? Some of y'all don't wanna say amen to that, that's okay. It's not about the presence we get. I believe it's about the presence we give. And it's about us making a difference. So we're saying bring your best gift to Jesus, you know? And uh, because what's Christmas all about? 
Santa, just kidding. He, he, he's not around right now, okay? You know what I mean? They put him on. Jesus. It's Christmas about Jesus. Come on, somebody. Amen, all right? Anyway, so um, bottom line is we're going to be adopting families. Now, listen, I need you to hear this. We set out a lofty goal, and we said this Christmas we were going to bless 500 families. Now, watch this. Wait, wait. Watch this. 500 families. I was talking to our outreach director, our staff member, Pastor Tommy, and I go, okay, let's go 500. As of today, Pastor Tom, where you at? As of today, we have signed up that have literally, this has gone, gone, gone like viral. As of today, there are 486 families signed up that are part of, you know, foster homes and recovery homes and people that are in need. 486 families, totaling nearly over a thousand children that we are blessing. We're turning our whole campus into literally Jesus's workshop where they're going to come pick the toys, grocery. We're going to bless their socks off. So I want you to prayerfully consider about about blessing a family. We calculated it's about 125 per family. Some of you, God's blessed you. You could do 10 families. You could do 100 families. You do what God puts in your heart, but we're going to receive that that offering on December 13th. And and you pray about it with your kids and and how you can be a blessing. But that's a special offering aside from our tithe where we honor God with our tithe and offering. I heard someone say this about Freedom House. You need to know this. They said, hey, Freedom House, that's the church that helps people. And um, I'm like, I like that. I like that. I think I'll put that on the, the church that helps people. What do you think about that? I love it. You love, I love it? it? I love it. Yes. Microphone. Tell them you love it. Okay. <laughs> you know? I love it. I love it. We love it. So I just think that's such a blessing, guys. Let me read you this verse. We're going to receive our tithe and offering. Thank you for your faithfulness more than ever, especially during the season. Did you know that, that this last week, um, you know, they talk about, you know, so, so many people, this and that. But did you know that on Cyber Monday, people spent $10 billion on Cyber Monday, 10 billion, like you need another microwave anyway, but they had Black Friday and then it was Small Business Saturday, support small businesses. Then it was Cyber Monday and then they did Giving Tuesday. I'm like, why they do giving after everybody already went all that stuff? I'm going to change it. I'm going to do, I'm going to call it Thai Thursday, then Black Friday. No. Do I got an amen? Tie Thursday? I got an amen, right? Then, yes. Then yes. we'll do all the sales? No? All right. Okay. Anyway, so let's make sure we honor God this season. It's sad, but I got to say it. Did you know that the lowest giving month for churches is December? Um, I know it's sad because what's Christmas all about? Jesus. Don't forget about Jesus during Christmas, especially. Put him first. Let's honor God with our tithe. The Bible says this. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will what? He'll repay you. Four easy ways you can give. Tell them, babe, how they can give. Four easy ways to give right here. Oh, oh no, we don't have baskets anymore. Sorry. No, you can drop it off here in person. <laughs> drop it off in person here. Four yes, easy ways. We have them here on the screen. Online, yeah. visit our website, freedomhouseoc.org. Via text through PushPay, text FH Fullerton or FH Costa Mesa to 77977. In person, like we said, at a giving station or through the mail here at the offices, 464 West Commonwealth Avenue. Amen. Would you pray for the giving? Lord, we just thank you for every giver, Lord. We thank you, God, that as we give, your promises are unleashed to us, Lord, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So we thank you, God, that you are good, that you fulfill your promises, that you are a promise keeper. Lord, as we give, some of us giving uh, in faith, some of us giving in obedience, some of us, both of us, all of those things, Lord, I just pray that it just be an increase in their home, that this December month won't be a stressful month, but it will be a blessed month in Jesus' name. Amen. amen and amen. Come on, give God a hand clap. So good. 
We're going to jump right into this teaching we want to do tonight about worship. And then I'm kind of crafting the service a little different. I know some of you that attend Freedom House, you're like, but right now we sing a song. I'm changing it, okay? So remain seated. I want you to grab your Bibles. Thank you for your giving. We're going to jump right into this teaching. Then I want to leave a few minutes at the end to put some worship on what we learned about worship. And then you're going to walk out of church or tune off a church in victory. Come on, somebody. So grab your Bibles or get your notepads. Stay with me. I like the piano. Thank you, brother, right there. Come on, weren't you playing the bass before? How many are you up here, bro? Anyway, so go with me to Matthew, Matthew's gospel. And we're going to have our Bible study tonight. Particularly, we're on our Galatians Bible study for those that know our midweek. But I'm going to take a little uh, reprieve on the Galatians study. And we're going to just talk a little bit about worship. Because when I was crafting tonight and thinking of what we're going to do for our first Wednesday is I recognize that worship is really under attack right now. I know this is true about you because it's true about me. The enemy right now is trying to get you focused on all the peripheral things. There's so many things going on. I'm not going to get into all of it, all right? But I am going to tell you this. The one thing you cannot lose during this time is your worship. You cannot lose your sense of worship and, and, and just loving on God and exalting Him above everything else the enemy's trying to make bigger than God. And so let's read Matthew, honey. Could you grab your Bible or, or have it here for you? Matthew chapter 8. We're going to read verse number. Can you see? Oh, yeah. You can Her glasses, see that you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You have better eyes than me. Okay, Matthew 8, 23 to 27. It says, yeah. then he got into the boat. Let's, let's, everybody there, you put it on the screens. Okay, Matthew chapter 8, 23 to 27. The Bible says, go for it, honey. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Bless our time together as we open up the Holy Scriptures, open up our hearts to receive the incorruptible and the non-perishing word of God that helps us win and helps us come to a place of victory. We humble ourselves to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody who loves God says, amen. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap. We like to clap at church. So good. And tell the person you came with, say, worship is your weapon. If you're watching online, type it in there. Worship is your weapon. Hey, don't forget, press the share button. Let's get everybody uh, listen to God's word. Let's talk about worship tonight. Now, I'm sitting down like you because we're having a conversation. But I want to talk about worship tonight. You're good, brother. Thank you so much. Stay close because we're going to get into worship here in a moment. But I want to talk about this concept of worship because the number one enemy, if you're taking notes, write this down somewhere. Just write this down. Here's one of the number one enemies of worship. It's fear. Whenever you're in fear, you're outside of worship. The reason God doesn't want us to have a spirit of fear is because fear will always steal your worship. The, the, the resulting emotion after fear is worry. And that when you begin to worry, you can't worry and worship at the same moment. Now, faith always takes you to exalt God and to worship. Now, in the verses we just read, I'll get straight to the context here. The Bible says that 
Jesus had told them, let's go to the other side. They get into the boat. A storm hits. And when the storm hits, there are two things that are happening. One, disciples are in fear. Two, Jesus is asleep. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I want to focus in the fact that they started being in fear. And I want to correlate how right now there's like storms going on. There is, I mean, just open your social media, turn on the the news. You know, people are going through storms. It is a storm out there, okay? And the resulting, you know, emotion that we tend to feel is uncertainty, which then brings fear, maybe fear about your your, your future career, fear about what's going to happen with your children, fear about the schools, fear of what's going to take place with this election, fear of what's going to happen with all this COVID. Are they going to take the vaccine, not take the vaccine? Don't even get me started, okay? You know, what's going to happen? All of these, just all that's going on, and it's a storm out there. And what ends up happening is the Bible gives us this emotion that the disciples have, and it's an emotion of fear. And and I want to just say for a moment is that whenever you feel fear, you got to combat that with faith and worship. You got to combat it. It It's because the more you sit in fear, the more your worry is going to go through the roof. But in this verse, they are literally in a place of fear. And right now, the media is trying to push fear, right? You know, they're always trying to propagate, you know, fear tactics and all of this stuff. But we don't have a spirit of fear. We got a spirit of faith and a spirit of victory in Jesus' name. Come on, yeah, you ought to put a clap on that. Come on, somebody, all right? So we're not afraid. Now, honey, I want to, I want to inter- go ahead and interject here. Is, just, how, how do yeah, you handle that? I just want that? to say is that the, the spirit of fear brings torment. Yeah. And a tormenting spirit is a very heavy, heavy spirit. That's why the scripture says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Right. Now, where there's heaviness, the antidote is praise. But when you're feeling heavy, when you're feeling oppressed, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling uh, uh, the, the torment of the enemy, when you feel like an enemy has been assigned to you, you ever feel like something's been assigned to you this past week or, this, or you woke up within a fight, you woke up swinging some type of enemy that's in front of you that you can't see? <laughs> not Come your on. spouse, though. <laughs> right, not your spouse. Right, right, right. Don't yeah. look to your left or to your right. You just look. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I know because I know that in my life that that's happened to me where I just felt that, that fear, I felt that heaviness, and the thing is that the reason why the scripture says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness is because when you're feeling heavy in your spirit, you don't have the energy, you don't have the desire to praise. It's hard to break through that heaviness because it almost feels like something is suffocating you or that something has something over or their hand over your mouth. So when you break through, and that's what I was saying here in worship, that you have to press through your flesh to start praising because your soul yearns for the Lord. Your, your, your spirit wants to be right there in alignment with the Lord. Your spirit is pressing and pushing your, your body and your soul to get to the throne of Jesus, but your soul and your body are tired. They're heavy, and you gotta put on the garment of praise. So what do I do when I feel like that? I, I force it into my life. You just gotta push through and force it on. Just lift your hands and say, I don't feel like lifting my hands. I'm tired, I don't know why I'm doing this. I look stupid doing this in my bathroom right now. My kids are gonna look at me and think I'm funny, but I gotta praise through this. Otherwise, I'm gonna have this dark cloud over me for the rest of the day, and I don't wanna give that to my children. I don't wanna show them that this is normal because this is not normal because I have the victory in Jesus' name, and I'm not gonna live depressed, and I'm gonna live in the past, and I'm not gonna live in fear, and I'm not gonna allow this spirit of torment to have any more 
uh, 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 say over my life and over my future. You know, you got to take authority as soon as possible. You want to win? Take authority as soon as possible because that heaviness gets heavier and heavier and it gets darker and darker. So you have to press through to your praise. And some of you were here tonight and you were worshiping and praising, but it took a while for all of you to get there, your mind, your body, your soul, for everything to meet you at that moment because you got to press through all those things and all those distractions and all those feelings and all those lies and all that torment of the enemy to finally break through. Something has to break and sometimes it's you that has to break. Amen? So good. Mm -hmm. So the disciples, the reason they were in fear, write this down if you're taking notes, it's because their eyes were on the storm, not the Savior. And in this season, this time, you will, you know, amplify fear the more you keep your eyes on the storm than the Savior. Why I'm creating a worship night tonight, and then I want you to create your own worship nights at home, and why you need to prioritize every time we gather and every time, you know, your time with God, is because the more you put your eyes on your Savior and less on the storm, the more your faith's going to be built up, and the, and the more you're going to decline that spirit of fear in your life. And so, how do you know if you're dealing with fear? Because I think fear sometimes is kind of a broad stroke. Let me just define that to you. You know you're, you're, you're battling fear because fear is a sense of uneasiness a feeling of dread, maybe a feeling of, of being threatened by something, maybe you feel intimidated right now, worry is actually a, a, a secondary feeling from, from fear, so maybe like, I'm not afraid of nobody, yeah, but you're always worried, that's, you're, you're battling fear, um, anxiety is a form of fear, you're always anxious about the, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, well, I don't know what's going to happen, and you're anxious, that's fear, um, panic attacks, or, or you're panicking, um, that's a sign of fear, and, and then you also know you're, you're in fear is because you talk more about the storm than the Savior, so your conversation is more about the, the mountain than the mountain mover, you know, now there's nothing wrong with identifying it, but you got to change your, your, your language to be in that place. So we need to make sure that, that we deal with this. Now, it's important to note is that when we look at the scripture, there were two storms. Say two storms. Two storms. There was the storm outwardly and the storm inwardly. And I would submit to you that the biggest storm that was going on was not the one around them, but it was the one inside the disciples. Because Jesus modeled the storm that he, he had no storm inside him. So he's like, he's worried. He's not worried. I apologize. And so he's, he's not worried. He's asleep. But there's a huge storm inside of the actual uh, uh, disciples in there. Now, check this out. Cool fact. We read that Jesus is asleep. Tell the person next to you, say, Jesus is asleep. Not you. You're in church. Okay, so thank you. Wake him up. All right. So Jesus was not you. <laughs> so, so Jesus is asleep. Now, check this out. This is the only time, the only time in the Bible that we see Jesus is asleep. No other time in the Bible do they tell us that Jesus is asleep. Read the Bible. This is the only time you will find in the Bible that tells us Jesus is asleep. He's crashed out. Mimi's. Nighttime. Nine nine. As my son David says, nine nine. Baba. You know what I mean? He's crashed out. The only time in the whole Bible that the scripture is going to tell us Jesus is asleep. 
But Jesus was what? Sleeping. Now, why was Jesus asleep? Why, Why does the Bible tell us that Jesus was asleep? Ask me why. I bet you want to know. Why was Jesus asleep during a storm? Why was Jesus not worried about what other people were worried about? Why was Jesus not panicking, not anxious? Why was Jesus not in fear? Why was Jesus literally like, I'm just going to go to sleep and I ain't even going to worry about all this. I'm going to tell you why. And you need to hear this, especially on Wednesday night at approximately 8.15. But to preachers, it's always an hour behind. So 7.15. Okay. It's a different time. There's some some truth in that. Yeah, there's some truth in that. So why tonight... You are going to sleep like a baby. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost now. Why you're not going to lose any more sleep and you're going to do the Jesus. I told you taking naps was biblical. Why you're going to do what Jesus does is because Jesus said, I, I feel like preaching now. I don't care what's going on outside. I have God inside. So I'm going to put on my PJ. I'm going to get my favorite blanket. I'm going to get in my, my, my little bed and I'm going to go like this and I'm going to go to sleep because my God is in control and my sleep is my worship. When I trust God, I oh, someone ought to give God some praise up in here. Tell your neighbor, go to sleep. Come on, somebody. Tonight you need to sleep good. And I prophesy you're going to have the best sleep you have tonight. I I saw Shondo. I felt that one. Come on, somebody. Jesus slept. It was a form of worship. Because the disciples, remember, he told the disciples, we're going to the other side. So the disciples should never have been worried about the storm. Because he said, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. If God tells you you're going to get to the other side, I don't care what comes at you during you getting to the other side. If God says you're going to get to the other side, you're going to get to the other side. I don't care what breaks down, what storm. I don't care what takes place. God is in control. I'm not worried about this and that. I'm worried that God is going to send the wind and I'm going to be in the place of worship. Come on, somebody. Can I get a big amen? Amen. Amen. So good. Honey, how are you going to sleep tonight? Oh, I'm going to sleep like a baby. I don't know how people so say good. that because my baby doesn't sleep. I know he doesn't. I know. Like, I'm, where did I'm that saying come like, from? I'm going to sleep like a baby. baby. That means I'm going to toss and turn, wake up four times. Yes. Who says that? Anyway, anyway, okay, I challenge. Can you get me tonight? Uh-huh, no. <laughs> come on. <laughs> like a lot. So, Jesus was asleep. Some will say, amen. 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 <laughs> All right. But you know, Go. it's interesting because... Because they interpreted the storm by what they saw with their eyes. Therefore, they panicked and Jesus slept. However, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he got on their case because they fell asleep 
and didn't stay awake with him to pray right. mm -hmm. because there was a spiritual storm that was happening. And some of us need to open our spiritual eyes and begin to stay awake when we need to fight in prayer. We need to fight our battles the right way. We need to fight not with our mouths and not with our yeah. arms and not swinging with our hands and not picking up physical things and not with our thumbs and getting back at people. But we're falling asleep during those moments yeah. when it's most effective. And God is saying, you can fall asleep during the storm that you see, the waters raging, all that stuff. I got it under control. The problem is when you fall asleep, when you should be awake. So when tonight, <laughs> we're, remember what happened when someone fell asleep in church? They died in Acts. That's right, in, in Acts. That's the Bible not here, says. not here. So in I'm the just Bible. telling you. And the Bible says a guy fell asleep and yes. then he died. Yes, but he was revived, so. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> right. He came back to but life. But back to this point, I'm telling you, the greatest thing you can do in this season, I got a word from the Lord for somebody. Someone's going to get this. You're going to catch, I know we're having fun, but you're going to catch the spirit of what I'm saying. Mm. I'm telling you. You're going to get in your PJs, you're going to get in your blanket, you're going to get in your bed, and you're going to tell the devil, good night. God's in control. Say amen. Amen. Let's talk about the second point. The disciples then say, they wake up Jesus and they say, we're going to die. Do you know anybody who's overdramatic? I saw somebody point. That was mean over there. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we'll have marriage counseling later today for Pastor Louie and Pastor Brian. We'll be real There's before. always one in the marriage who's more dramatic than the other. Which one you think is in our marriage? Anyway, don't say anything. <laughs> that was messed up. Now I'm in trouble. All right. I'll call my counselor. Someone's trying to call me. I'm in church right now, man. Okay. I had an answer. I'd be like, I'm in church. Just press the yeah. red button. I know. There you go. Okay, cool. There you go. Anyway. All right. So <laughs> they say, we're going to die. We're going to die. It's over. That's it. Oh, it's done. We'll never move forward. Listen to me. And you got to hear what I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to get serious on you. I'm, I fully am aware the whole pandemic, the whole election crisis. Listen to me. We're going to make it. Amen. I got Amen. two amens and a couple cranky eyes. <laughs> We're going to make it. You're going to be okay. Amen. You're going to be fat. You're going to be great. You keep serving God. You're, we're we're going we're gonna to get through this. Yeah. But don't you lose your testimony. Don't you lose your worship. Don't you backslide. Don't, don't you give up ground. Don't you throw in the towel. Right. We're not going to die. Okay? And if, even if you do pass away, you're going to be praising God in heaven. I got four claps and a couple amens. But not yet, Lord. We win. Yes. Paul the Apostle, to live is Christ, to die is gain. I don't lose. It's a win-win scenario. Amen. So they weren't going to die. Last thing I'm going to say, and then, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to worship. Just a few more minutes, then I'm going to dismiss you. G what was Jesus doing? What was Jesus doing? Sleeping. What was Jesus doing? Sleeping. What are you going to do tonight? Sleep good. Some of you are like, I, this is a word from God. I knew I should have came to church. Okay? You're going to sleep. Good night, devil. Hashtag, hit me, up, hit me up on social media. Hashtag, good night, devil. I just slept good, okay? When you wake up tomorrow, all like, wow, you know what I mean? Okay. Listen. Jesus was what? Sleeping. I want you to listen to this, and then we're going to pray. The storm did not wake Jesus up. Okay, stay with me. Which means problems don't move God. 
Some of you are going to catch it. You say, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Stay with me. I'll give you the theological statement. Jesus was like this. Storm. God was not concerned with the storm. So the storm did not move Jesus. What moved Jesus was his people, not problems. His children cried out to him, Jesus, do you care? Of course I care. I was waiting for you to ask. If problems moved God, every problem would be solved. Why do you think God created prayer? Why do you think God created worship? Yeah. Why do you yeah. think? See, some of you are going to get it. Some of you are going to go right over your head like a haircut. Just, you know what I mean? But you're going to wonder, God, why ain't stuff being put together in my life? And God's like, I'm going to stay asleep as long as you don't pray, as long as you don't worship, as long as you don't seek me. And you're wondering why God isn't moving. God's saying, I'm waiting for you to move. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Humble themselves and pray. Come on. Come on, finish it for me. Humble them. Where are my Bible readers at? Humble themselves and and complain and, and wonder where you at and not, and, not, and not worship and be watching all the news channels and be commenting on everybody's picture and arguing with people. No, if my people would just go on Facebook and argue with everybody, then God will move. Is that what he said? If my people would just, would just be in frustration, is that what he said? What is God saying? I respond to hungry believers, and I'm telling you, God, you don't got to look any further. This church is filled with believers who will pray, who will worship, who will call on God to move and answer in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet. Come on, somebody. Father, we thank you tonight. Come on, begin to lift your hands and open up your voice right now. I'm going to let you go here about 10 minutes, but let's just, Father, thank you right now that you respond to who we are, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Begin to open your mouth. I'm telling you, don't be apathetic in this season. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Begin to, begin to awaken a move of God in your life. There is a great awakening that is going to happen. It's already happening right now. People are awakening. And I'm not talking about conspiracy theories. You know, you got to be woke. I'm talking about waking up to Jesus. Waking up to the need of the house of God. I'm talking about waking up to the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about waking up to the, to the, uh, the frailty of our humanity that one little virus can literally shut down the whole world. We're waking up saying, God, we need you. People are finally waking up to how the church is essential. Look at this. What happens when you try to close down churches? Suicide goes to skyrocketing rates. Divorce goes to skyrocketing rates. Society starts deteriorating. Why? Because the church cannot remain silent nor closed. The church must be alive and well and crying out to God. Help me sing something, worship team. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you are encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.